All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between the Scandal Sheets, a podcast where we talk about pollen because we were already talking about it anyway. So from the group chat to the airwaves for y'all's listening pleasure, you got coming to you live, the co-CEO of Between the Scandal Sheets, LLC, me, myself, and I, yours truly, Rose. And I'm Carly. The other co-CEO. The other co-CEO. I feel like I'm, like, in the background. <gasps> what? No, we're an equal partnership. We're two boss babes who should have their own HGTV show where they refurbish houses. Dude, if we're boss babes, that means that we... Uh-oh. Am I about to slander MLMs? <laughs> <laughs> two girl bosses ready to take on... <laughs> With, like, the Spotify huge earrings. podcast charts. Yeah. Oh, my God, the bigger the hoop. <laughs> exactly the bigger the business um anyway already off topic today in between the scandal sheets we will be discussing marina we're having a marina episode and we're gonna mainly focus on her relationship with pen and kind of put to rest a lot of the discourse we've been seeing online i mean we are chronically online when it comes to pollen right we are in group chats we are in servers we are on twitter we are on reddit we are on instagram i spent two hours today making memes for tiktok literally two (laughs) hours of my life can you tell i'm unemployed (laughs) like (laughs) yeah we are online when it comes to this so we just we just we just want to talk about it, babes. Like we just we we want to get into the nitty gritty of yeah the what has become Marina versus Pen, which yeah we don't really agree with. I like I think it's a problem that it always ends up being like two women being pitted against each other when really they're 100%. both just in kind of pretty bad situations. Yeah, exactly. It also sucks too because what like pen's like 16 maybe like she just turned 16 i think she's 17 she's 17 oh i think dang. she's she 17 like... and i think marina's she's 17 19. around there why even though daphne was 16? quote unquote 21 because that's... that's how it that's how it's supposed to be that's how it was in the book pen was 16 when she debuted okay yeah mm. so, okay, so yeah, but i'm pretty that's... sure she's 17 and i think she's gonna be 19 in season three. Oh, oh my gosh baby She's such, she's so baby. So almost twenty. You guys, we need to we need to preface this episode. We need to have a little yeah. disclaimer here. We've been very clear that we're pen apologists, right? But we're not. We're gonna try not to let that poison us, because you know, to be taken seriously, we need to be somewhat objective. But we're pen apologists. Yeah, but you know what? I think to have that kind of self-awareness is, like, half the battle. Um, AKM I'm giving us credit for quite literally the bare minimum. <laughs> but, like, yeah, and, I mean, you guys already know if you've listened to any of our episodes. We like to riff and raff and, you know, do little bits and be goofy as fuck about shit. But, like, I think we're tempering that with the disclaimer of like hey we understand that certain like sensitive stuff happens in the like season one with marina and obviously the actors are not their characters but it's become a larger online like debate Mm -hmm. and just i mean we've seen it like if you go to nicola's instagram posts you'll see in the comments like people are having like battles like 
we've seen it all, y'all. Like, all corners of the internet. Yeah. So, Stay out yeah. of their comments. What the <laughs> fuck, you guys? Why are it, you doing that? It's like, anyway. yeah, it's already bad enough when it's like, if you like this post, you'll get $1 million. You know those ones when you, like, <laughs> scroll the bottom? Yeah, so we're just trying to be really cognizant of yeah. the fact that we're going to be talking about kind of hard topics. Of course, everyone who's listening has seen the fucking show. So you know what we're going to be talking about when we're talking about Marina. Yeah. And I'm just warning you, I can try to be as serious as I want. Like, I'm a silly goose and this is a silly goose podcast. So, like, please keep that in mind. If you're really yes. sensitive to any of these topics, like, maybe go listen to Colin's Maidenhead episode again. Or, like... As if we, that wasn't <laughs> a sensitive topic. Yeah. <laughs> where, where we just joke around about Colin having a man hymen. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, literally maybe the five skin. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What? Anyway. It's just basic anatomy and physiology. Anyway. Okay. I'll take <laughs> my your head word for it. <laughs> take your word for it. Um, yeah, so we've decided to kind of see season one and, you know, sprinkles of season two as like big beats or moments in Penn and Marina's relationship. Uh Carly, you want to kind of take it from the top? Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest. I I rewatched Bridgerton for the most recent time, like probably eight months ago now. And I probably fast forwarded through like 60% of the Marina scenes. Just but, blacked out. Yeah, literally. Repressed just, like, it. Fugue state. But of course, season one, Marina is a big part. And we see in the first episode her getting to Featherington House and the reaction the family has to her immediately. So Portia's shitting her pants because she, one, was hoping Marina was going to be, like, ugly. Like Oliver Twist looking yeah, ass. Yeah, like, literally chimney sweep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Oliver Twist. I don't know if that's right. Um, but, yeah, Prudence and Philippa are their same nasty selves where they're just kind yeah. of, like, looking at her with a sneer. And that then she's competition. Penn. Yeah. And then there's Penn who immediately just goes into like ally mode or like even little sister mode, even though they're mm -hmm. pretty close in age, which I want us to remember for upcoming topics later in this. Right. They're really close in age. Anyway, mm. we just see Penn kind of fall into this role where she tries to be really friendly with Marina and tries to find something in common and they start to really bond over Marina's relationship with George and over the letters they write and things like that and Penn even helps her get the letters before Portia can see them and she's kind of like helping facilitate this secret relationship that Marina's having with this soldier yeah. from home she like stands watch outside the window waiting for the post to come yeah, she's totally, like, ankles crossed, like, uh, you know, laying on the bed, like, just gushing and listening to Marina talk about George. She's, like, all in it, you know? I think it's nice for Marina to have someone to talk to George about, you know, because at this moment, like, she's only feeling fondly about him. And for Penelope, she's a romantic, so she's eating this up. Like, this is the best thing ever. And Marina's really nice to her way nicer than Prue and Philippa are to Penn. So it's, I mean, things right now are very hunky-dory between them. Yeah. And, like, let's think of it this way. Penn is now having her first, like, confidant in the house. 
Yeah. And she's taking her role seriously. Like she is. Yes. She's asking sad. questions and she is so sad. She's listening to <laughs> Marina's cake story, even though it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Dude, and the way she like stops mid chew, like, am I literally pregnant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she is building this new friendship yeah. for the first time she has a friend in the house and their friendship is being built upon their joint appreciation for love and for romance. Yeah, yeah being that like little gals. Literally the basis for their relationship. And okay, mm-hmm. you guys, let's all be so real and look at the facts. Yes, they are cousins, but they're like Regency cousins twice removed who have never met and or heard of each other. So, like, Marina walks in the door. That's the first time anyone has seen or heard of this girl. So, like, yep. she is, their friendship is new. They are learning things about each other, including the fact that they exist. And that yep. is the basis of their relationship. These few weeks in season one and season two are the basis of their relationship and their friendship. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I think it's nice here because like how we talked about that prudence and philippa right away saw and portia thought this too because she kind of had that like fuck like look when she saw marina come in and be like all pretty and like young as like competition you know for the marriage mart pen doesn't see it that way and she's more than happy like chilling as marina suitors start coming in uh you know on a rewatch of these episodes of season one i would pause and in the different frames we can see shots where there's, you know, up to on average, like seven suitors, not counting Colin that are like starting to visit her. So we're seeing Penn there. She's enjoying playing with the doggy. Who knows what other gifts, you know, uh, Marina got along with the bouquets of flowers, but Penn's there. She's loving it. She has no animosity towards Marina for all the attention she's getting. Um, And I do think it's interesting that we do see with like the Lord Byron, he's not moment. Colin's there with all the other dudes, but Penn doesn't seem salty about it yet. No, and I don't think I I'm a pen apologist. I I wait really? But I really did you know? <laughs> no. Um, but I don't think Penn would have a basis to be salty at that point because she, knowing now, like oh. we've watched all of season one, she is Lady Whistledown. She is the reason Marina is getting this attention. True, like, true. Maybe Marina, yes, she's a very beautiful girl and she's new to the ton. Like, it's the new toy in the toy box. Maybe she would be the new girl in town. Maybe she would be getting attention. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Grammy memory. winner. Literally. Memory. Uh, Can you do it again? The new girl in town just came on the scene. Oh, no. I have it's no a musical. idea. Um, Hairspray. Hairspray? Oh, okay, dang. I haven't seen that in, like, 8,000 years. That's sacrilege. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so maybe Marina would be the new girl in town, and maybe some people would kind of take notice of her. But Lady Whistledown puts her in the spotlight, and she does it in a way that is kind of going against the queen. Like, that is is a big thing in season one. So, like, even if Penn is a little butthurt that Colin's there, she doesn't at that point, and I don't think she is, but at that point, she doesn't really have the right to be. No, definitely not. And and who knows, maybe because there were so many guys there, she's like, uh, he's probably just 
making his rounds. He's coming to see like like oh he's just hanging out with everybody. I don't like I think Penn just didn't see it as I mean maybe because of George right. She's like oh none of this matters like. Mm-hmm. Marina's with George. Eventually, he's going to come back from Spain. Like, it's no biggie. This is just because Portia wants her to do this. She's Marina's just paying lip service. She's just going through the ropes for the sake yeah. of appeasing Portia. Yeah, well, because she thinks George is coming back. She thinks yep. George is coming for her. Yeah. But, you know, we know we know that's not the case. And she is shortly going to, you know, figure that out. She gets her forged letter. And it it kind of just sets a fire under her ass that, yeah, okay, fuck, he's not coming. Now I have this baby I have to figure out the best situation for. And then Portia offers up to her Lord Rutledge. Absolute sex god. Oh my god, yeah. His <laughs> jowls, oof. Oh god, don't even get me all hot under the, under the collar. Oh man, yeah. Um. I can't with you. You're done. <laughs> Move. Keep yeah. it, keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is like this was exactly what Portia and Varley because they are just like little forger extraordinaires. Um, and if you guys stop the frame when Penelope plucks from like the tray with the mail, you can see in just like a huge red stamp the word Spain. Like, on top. And that's what Portia and Varley were like, this is the razzle-dazzle we need to make this document, like, look official. (laughs) Do you know what this is? Do you know, like, what that is, like, reminiscent of? In Hmm. the episode of Friends, where Chandler is trying to break up with Janice, R.I.P., where Chandler is trying to break up with Janice, and he tells her that he has to move to Yemen for work, and he gives her, like, a forwarding address for his mail, (gasps) and it's Number one, Yemen Road, Yemen. Like, oh my gosh. That is what Portia and Varley were serving with their Spain stamp. Literally Number Yemen one, vibes. Spain Road, Spain. <laughs> that was it. One, two, three, fuck boy lane. He's not coming back for you, Avenue. Um, yeah, Jesus, exactly. Rub the dirt in the wound. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah, so we have here where now Marina's like, okay, like Carly said, fire's under her ass. Exactly according to Portia and Marley's plan, she's going to now really be just like expediting the process of finding a suitor and getting married and getting the hell out of Featherington House. Because right now she's like a storm cloud that is at risk of, you know, tarnishing like the girl's reputation. Because obviously that's a fate worse than death Mm -hmm. in this whole show. Um, So we have Lord Rutledge visit and he does the classic like, oh, I'm just going to treat Marina like breeding stock. Let me see your teeth. Like, let me, Oof. you know, do a, do a spin. Like, let me look in. Basically, he's, like, examining her, like, to see if she's stocky or, like, sturdy enough. And when he leaves, Marina immediately whips around and is like, this isn't necessary to Portia. And says that, like, she has suitors calling on her every day this week. But Portia says here, well, time is of the essence. Like, it doesn't matter if these guys are courting you. That could take weeks, if not months. And what are these guys going to think if, even if one of them was to miraculously marry you tomorrow, when mm-hmm. in six months, the whelp in your belly comes out looking like the per- picture of health, right? Like, yeah. 
And it truly is going to be like six months because yep. you have to you have to look at the Bridgerton timeline. And uh, babes, looking at the Bridgerton timeline, it's Bridgerton math. It's not girl math. It's not boy math. It's not regular math. It's Bridgerton math. You know, <laughs> yep. they love a fucking funky ass timeline. But you have to think, okay, for Marina's family to realize she's pregnant, she has had to miss her period. So it's been two months of her growing that little love baby yeah. before she even is sent to london before she's even sent to feathering house featherington house yep then it takes another month and a half to two months for portia and barley to be like this bitch has not gotten her period right exactly so she is at least four months along by like episode two so by the time like lord rutledge and whatever is happening that's like episode three or four she is a good four months along it's going to be like six months maximum before she pops this kid out. And we know, of course, she has twins. So it's going to be even less than that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So this is where Portia is in her twisted, but nevertheless, I guess, like pragmatic way is trying to tell Marina, like, that is the silver lining of Lord Rutledge. He just needs an heir. He's not going to ask questions about why the timeline isn't timelining. Like, that is why I'm like throwing him at you. Um, and then we see with the Trowbridge ball, the famous what a barb scene between Colin and Penn, uh, which I have seen people argue if there is any like ounce of sexual tension between Penn and Colin, it is that scene. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you feel about that, uh, Carly, but I have I do think that's uh, funny that people I said think, that. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily sexual tension. I think it's definitely like a more than I thought I was moment. Like, mm. this is something, this is a new facet to Penn that Colin hasn't seen before. And it intrigues him. Did it intrigue him in a sexual way? Who's to say? I mean, Colin, Colin in season one is like, in my mind, such an untouched flower, like, <laughs> virgin. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think he was even thinking of Marina in that way. He's literally like fucking bubble buddy from SpongeBob and like <laughs> sexual situations are sharp objects. Like you need to keep them away from him or he's going to explode. Like that's yeah. really how I see him in season one. He's literally like too pure for this world. Um, yeah. And so we see there like Penn and Colin watch Marina dance with Lord Rutledge and like understandably not having a good time. So Colin goes to rescue her. Later that night, at, and this is at where the prompting at the prompting of Penn. Wait, yes, exactly at the prompting of Penn, which for all of our fellow Penn apologists and or pollen stands, which I guess is quite literally everyone listening to this, but you never know with demos. Um, Penn getting rescued by Colin after Cresto was a meanie and spilled the drink on her. No prompting, so nope. you know, just, he did uh, that of his own volition. Right. So just a little chestnut to think about. And then what happens? We have later that night, Marina's gushing. She's just, she's pacing in Penn's room, telling Penn how confident she is that Colin's going to propose to her because he rescued her. It doesn't matter that he's young. And here we see Penelope like pulling back. This is literally a nightmare for her. She's withdrawing from Marina. She's trying to, like, turn her body and pretend she's going to sleep. Mm -hmm. And Marina finally, like, sort of takes a hint and is like, oh, I'm sorry, am I disturbing you? And it's like, no biggie. Like, that's why I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, take some some social cues, please. Yeah. Um, But this is such a hard scene to watch. (laughs) It's the beginning of the end for their 
It's it's the beginning of the end for their friendship. Yeah. One, because they are no longer bonding over romance. Marina's trying to bond over, like, her need for a solution. And, like, Penn just really doesn't want to be a part of that. Especially yep. if the solution is going to be Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Penn's just not down. <laughs> she's just not... She's not a part of, like, the gang who's down for this. Yeah, and she's she went- not... She's not jiving with Prudence and Philippa wondering if the baby's going to look like Colin. Like, no, she's not. Oh my gosh, that's right. They did say that. She's. They're fucking airheads, man. Actually, though, just between the ears, there's nothing going on in there. It's empty. It's literally a walnut. (laughs) A little fly, like in the cartoons where a fly (laughs) comes out of someone's wallet when they're poor. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But even a fly might be too intelligent of life inside of, like, at least Prue's head for sure. Um, But anyway, Prue to slander aside, um, so we see Penn go from her loyal post waiting for the mail, like, super there for, you know, Marina. And even when Marina wasn't getting letters from George and she started getting worried, we had Penn being this, like, just unflappable optimist who was like oh my gosh no he's all the way on the front lines he's in spain it's gotta take a hot minute for the mail to get to you that's what it is or you know what he's probably already on his way back that's like she was just so supportive of marina and george but then Mm -hmm. we now see this shift where penn starts to meddle and be basically like a thorn in marina's side with this like little sabotage campaign i mean that sounds like a little she's too just much. petty with it yes she's just petty with it the tomato plants comments and like i would be too i would be worse oh i'd be so- <laughs> at this point i'd be like she's pregnant i would just yeah i would be oh my god i would be making baby puns left and right and hoping someone would catch on yeah hey, Marta, I- do you like this bun it's fresh out of the oven <laughs> yeah that's exactly just yeah. hey how how far along are you <laughs> on your letter how far along are you on your letter i need to borrow the quill yeah colin put your hand maybe you'll feel a kick <laughs> like, um but yeah like we see now where pat is just like marina hates tomatoes but you know it'd be a really great souvenir if you fuck off to greece for the next like I don't know, foreseeable future, a tomato Which you've been plant. talking about forever, which you've been talking about forever, but now, because of Marina, you're questioning it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then from here, it only gets worse. For like for Penelope, this is truly her worst nightmare. It is just getting, it's just exacerbating as the season mm-hmm. is going on, because then we have her overhearing Portia and Marina talk, and this is where Marina says that she's going to seduce Colin and consummate the relationship. Because Marina first explains to Portia, like, no, 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 no. He likes me. She basically says what she said to Penn earlier. Like, he likes me. I'll get him to render a proposal. But then Portia does bring back the conversation from before where she's like, okay, it doesn't matter if, like, he proposed to you yesterday. The baby, like, he's going to know it's not yours. We've got, like, a five-month window now. At this point, she is, like, crowning. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, you can already see, like, the, exactly. You can already see, like, the head. And it's, like, so for her, that I, and this is something I kind of want us to, like, really think about is she mentioned specifically to Portia that she's going to consummate the relationship. So her idea is give me until literally Saturday 
to have sex with this guy so we just expedite everything and there maybe is some weird like realm of possibility where the kid is his i mean like again she would be a medical miracle especially back then but yeah. like it's her know. last you know idea yeah i don't know how much of it is like she's gonna play off that the kid is his more so like she's gonna play on his duty and like until mm. after the wedding when he figures out she's pregnant because obviously when they're at the ball she's not gonna completely disrobe she's hiding that bump so if they were to consummate the marriage like he still wouldn't see it and then it would be after the wedding right. night because you know they're going to be kept apart until the wedding then, oh 100 yeah then the math would start <laughs> in colin's mind the math would not be mathing but babe it's mathed <laughs> like the baby is coming yeah yeah that's true and i think maybe the the one big benefit of the consummating asap is the idea of, like, the special license being printed Mm -hmm. quite literally the next day, the vicar being paid off, like, all that stuff. Um, But we see here at the Hastings wedding reception, which is where Marina has, like, this whole seduction plot figured out, Penn is trying to encourage Marina to check out other guys. And she's like, well, what about that guy? What about that guy? But eventually when she sees Marina hone in on Colin, this is where Penn starts to tell on herself. But Marina takes a little longer than I think the rest of us it would have Mm -hmm. because here Penn literally says you can choose anyone but him and marina even like turns like looks at her and you know Penn's just like he's he's my friend he's a good man like please don't deceive him into like this lifelong commitment and this is where okay valid points even if she wasn't in love with him yeah that's also what's yeah that's also what's so true is it's like she's not an altruist here but right like that's exactly he of all the people to dupe, like, why him? I mean, if you want someone to just go in a closet with you, Reginald slash Bertram Fife is begging to dive into a closet with a debutante. It would be so easy to get him, any of these guys, like, trapped. It doesn't have to be Colin. Yeah. Okay, here's my only thing is to, and this is only if Marina, who up to this point is horrible at picking up hints, this is <laughs> only if she's picked up on the fact that he is a raging virgin like the other men of the town are rakes like they know yeah if they are canoodling with a debutante in the closet to pull out like she might be Real. banking on colin's maiden head yeah right ideally most of the rakes in the town have better pullout game than edmund bridgerton so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah like I kind of feel like some of the logic that Marina starts having is where I get frustrated with her. And this is like a moment that's frustrating where Marina's like, oh, okay, so I should perhaps entrap a bad man then. Perhaps you would find it acceptable for me to live my life with a man that treats me like a mere beast. Dude, she just literally said, don't entrap Colin, like any Mm -hmm. other dude in the ton. But why are you taking it to this extreme? Like, yeah, I like I can... I'm trying so hard, you guys. I'm trying so hard to put myself in her shoes. I... <laughs> You're like, I feel sick being devil's advocate. Ill. I'm, like, <laughs> it's caught in my throat, the words I'm trying to shove out of me. I can understand that her idea is tr- trying to find the kindest person, and that will be what makes her child's life better. But will it? Like... One, Colin is a third son. 
Roy, like, not to and, slander daddy, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love him so much. Oh my God. Let me be with the third son. It's fine with me, baby. But yes, he has money. <laughs> he has no title. He has, like, he doesn't have these things. And they are yeah. not things that he can get no matter how hard he tries, unless he kills Antony and Benedict. and like king hasn't even like traveled yet his ass literally has like no hobbies he's He's just chilling like eaten like he's like a child he's literally the ink is drying on the diploma yeah for real for real i just this argument of should i entrap a bad man i'm just like what are you expecting from colin after he figures out that you've tricked him that you've seduced him, that you've ruined his reputation and his family. They're not going to be yep. able to be in the town for at least a year. They're going to yep. have to abscond. Not even, like, it, it might just be Colin and Marina that have to leave, but it mm-hmm. could affect the whole family. It is a big deal. And I think Penn, even though there is, she's not completely <clears throat> altruistic. Like, we know yeah. that there is a part of her that is please just not call in not the not the man that she feels like she loves which yeah like, is she really in love with colin or is he just on a pedestal we don't have to talk about that now oh my god good. bitch <laughs> loaded question so loaded but i just think that yes colin was the kinder option but he wasn't the realistic option and much less the best one. Much less the best one. And here's the thing. Like, I know they played Lord Rutledge to be, like, this gross, <laughs> decrepit, jowly, freaking bespeckled old man who looks at her <laughs> teeth and treats her like a cattle. And yes, he is, like, a caricature of the expectations of the ton in the marriage mart. Yeah. But I feel like he's, like, not that far off from the other dudes. And, like, I don't want to throw Antony under the bus, but King had a fucking, like, checklist of what he needed his wife to have. And one oh of the my things God, on the yes. checklist was, like, birthing hips. So if Antony, Mr., like, 31-year-old handsome Viscount... Is- mutton chop motherfucker. <laughs> At this point, mutton chop motherfucker. <laughs> is, like, I need someone with birthing hips. Like, how crazy is it that lord rutledge who is really king is gonna die in the marriage bed like he only has one shot at the at an heir how no actually that he's checking her teeth yeah he's probably like i have no he he i was gonna say he probably is like i haven't had my own teeth in a while and we know that he literally says in that like scene <laughs> he, he points to his teeth and he basically says like he took those off like a, a dead soldier oh my god yeah which George. i'm like how are those being like hooked to your mouth and your gums yeah <clears throat> i don't know what technology i don't know how advanced dentistry was in I the 1813s oh yeah that's true that's true but yeah no exactly yeah exactly carly like i feel like I don't know. I've I've never been in this situation, but I think like the empath in me tells me that if you cuckold a dude laying in bed with him every night when mm-hmm. you're married together, it's gonna be awkward as fuck. It's like I'm just getting that vibe. Yeah, and it's like he can be the nicest guy in the world. He can think he's in love with you when mm-hmm. he finds out that everything he's learned about you that you've been telling him is a lie. All the things that you've like promised to him. Oh, we, oh, we'll go on a honeymoon trip. Oh, I love tomatoes. 
is a lie. <laughs> a honeymoon in foreign parts. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the great. engagement dinner, but yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. But like... No, no, you're good. I, I think I jumped ahead. Yeah. Like, yes, Colin is a good man. And yes, he would pr- be kind to the children. But there would always be a separation of these aren't my children. These are the product of my like ruined life essentially and like it's it's so horrible to put that on children but that's what it is it's like his life was ruined so these children could have a better life and like that is not something he asked for and that's not a responsibility that should be shoved on him exactly because it's not just i'm trying to you guys i'm trying to play devil's advocate it's not a responsibility marina should have either it's so horrible that she's going through the situation where she feels like she has to choose a man so that she's not destitute and living on the street with her child but it is an unfortunate result of her actions in the actions of george oh my god can we talk about this so like i have more sympathy towards colin and obviously i'm a colin fucking apologist too i love that but (laughs) i have more sympathy towards colin because he is just being played for the fool this whole season and he's so nice so nice and he's just being played the fool. He's being manipulated, even yeah. if it's for the most righteous reasons on Marina's part. Yeah. He is being manipulated. Like, we cannot argue that. Portia and Marina yeah. are manipulating this man for their own personal gain or for the gain of the child. The child that is a result of Marina and George, George's actions. I yep. need to talk about George. And I know I'm taking this off on a tangent, but I need to talk about this man. Yeah. Marina, she tells the whole story of her and George, how they, how they, how he sent her letter, like little messages and cakes in church for months. I want you to think on that months. This is a society and this is the London town. So I don't know what it's like in Farmville, but in the, (laughs) in In the Facebook game. Yeah. In the town, engagements were like, two months max it was like a few weeks of courting and then like a two-week engagement and then you were married like that's how it went people got married in the season like if you started courting at the beginning of the season you could be married by mid-season like that's just how it was why was this man who i'm assuming because most men were a good he was probably a few years at least older than marina because he's going into the army as like a fucking sergeant or whatever He's a man, so he knows for a fact how babies are made. He is having this secret little relationship with this girl from his town for months. And then he just leaves her knowing God well. Like, damn, well, he did not pull out. Like, that is, like, frankly ridiculous to me. Like, if I know I said I didn't want to, like, state anyone that... It wasn't Marina or Penn who was a villain, and it's like we should have pit women against each other. I'll say George is the villain. I will easily say Amanda is the villain. Yeah. George, for in my opinion, is the villain in the story when we look at it like that. Like, you couldn't give her a ring. It's not like weddings took an extremely long time. And like Marina was not titled. She was like, yes, they had like probably a little bit of money, but sh- her family lived on the farm. It, it, uh, George yeah. was a sir. He was a baronet. Like, you're telling me that he couldn't ask for her hand? Well, and also, like, we see Romney Hall later. Like, dude's got, like, a nice setup. And also, like, how many times do we see in modern, like, the modern era nowadays, 
if like there's a lot of like military couples where like the you know who like the man will he's gonna go off like you know he's stationed and so he wants to like really like assure you know the girl like no I love you I want to be with you and like I've I've known so many people who have gotten engaged because of that because like the you know their husband or you know boyfriend is going off to war and they're like I want you to know like you are who I want to come back to like this is for real blah 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 like I'm that wasn't a thing back then you think it would be baby where I live tinder is full of like coast guard men and every day wait really oh absolutely and we also have the marines I'm like doxing myself but we have a (laughs) (laughs) don't look it up we have a lot we basically have like every (laughs) branch of the army (laughs) in the military oh my gosh we have we have like everything here and they're all on tinder and they're all looking for a wife because if they get married it means they don't have to live on base and that is the main reason wait i love how like wow for like lodgings yeah they're trying to get married i mean yeah (laughs) lodgings for soldiers is a big deal here we have a, a we have a we have a fucking what's it called declaration of independence that's on there you don't have to let them live with you yeah oh yeah the the constitution mm-hmm. the amendment one of that, them yeah <laughs> I, I think it's the bill of rights yeah it's the one where like the soldiers like the and quarters one. yeah <laughs> you see guys you thought we were only going to talk about bridgerton but now you're getting constitutional law y'all are getting the whole yeah. gamut whole setup here we're just enriching uh... your little brains Oh, that's that. right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Shit, we were uh, <laughs> calling him bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not <laughs> whether soldiers should be housed. Roy, yeah. And like, so at this point, when Marina's like, oh, this guy's going to treat me like a beast, this is right. This is where, like, I think a lot of the online discourse starts to. It's basically just like, okay, you know that like thing where people put their hands together on top of each other and then they keep trying to pile their hands to like get higher and higher. It mm-hmm. feels like that's people's arguments here because they start just speculating like, well, what if Lord Rutledge had would have been like this or like that? Like Marina couldn't or like she shouldn't have stayed with him. And it's like, but we don't know any of that. And like, to be yeah. fair, Portia literally tells Marina, uh, Lord Rutledge actually dropped your ass and is engaged to somebody else. So he's yeah. not even an option anymore. And like, here's, yeah, here's my thing with that. Like, I agree with you. We don't know enough about this man besides the fact that he's old and, in my I'll opinion, go. unappealing. And he's kind of a dick. Like, that's what yeah. we know. But like, men in this day and age were fucking dicks. If there was a singular yeah. line of like, oh, I've heard he has a bad temper. Oh, he has mm. a poor reputation in the town for like mistreating his workers. I would be more on Marina's side, but because all we see of him is him being like a misogynistic prick. Yeah. I'm like, okay, um what's worse, a misogynistic prick who knows what he's getting into and knows you're gonna have a six month baby and it'll be his heir or another man who doesn't know what he's getting into who's gonna resent you for the rest of his life for tricking him and like not that colin would be a bad man but if this was anyone else besides colin who's to say what would happen oh can i ask you something so Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the idea that like lord rutledge is also i mean he's old we're assuming he has like nobody else but the fact that 
Portia and Marina wanted to entrap Colin, who comes from the biggest family in the world, literally with the, like the fierce fucking, fucking siblings, London sweethearts. Like yes, and like Violet is shrewd as fuck, and like with Antony as the head of the house, they wanted to. You think Marina would have survived that? Oh my gosh. I mean, the wrath. I'm <laughs> sorry. Can we look at the way Eloise tore into Penelope in season two? Dude, literally just you read her think, to filth. Read her to fucking filth. You think if Marina walked into yep. the drawing room after everyone figures out the shit she just pulled with Colin, that Eloise wouldn't tear her to fucking shreds? You're delusional. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, I, again, this was, this is right part of, hey, Marina is That's, distraught. Okay. She's stressed. She's not thinking clearly, but it is also like, all of this was so ill conceived. Yes. But to that point, I can kind of understand because she's like, he won't take it out on the kids. And, like, I think right. that is the truth for the Bridgertons. Yes. But, like, fuck, girl, really? Come on. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, even if Penn, maybe if Penn wasn't so against it, but when the cards start stacking against you, like, maybe you should evaluate. Yeah, yeah. And I think here, it's like, it's a lot of just really frustrating choices that Marina and like, by extension, Portia make. But it also really comes down to a lot of grievances, I think, you know, fans of the show have with the shoehorning of the writer's room. Because coming for the writers. (laughs) Dude, literally. Because of in season two, it takes three seconds to get Cousin Jack and Prudence in a room. And literally, Portia has like an audience of witnesses there. So, well, they fucking learn from their past mistakes. um, Yeah, they're like, yeah, the hindsight was 2020. Okay, that's that I understand. Otherwise, because I'm like, y'all couldn't do that in season one. Oh, wait, then you wouldn't have had this huge plot line. So, like, do I agree with you? Yes. Do I think you should be saying it? No. Wait, why? You think the writers I don't are know. gonna... Yeah, I don't... Hey, <laughs> we fight for our writers. We just went through this whole strike. Don't come for their night. <laughs> you, they had to write that. They were not getting I'm paid. deceased. Okay. okay, let me try to channel my anger from Marina into something else. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, this is where we already discussed this. Um, I guess you can take it from here. We discussed in the last episode that Marina executes seduction plan, has Colin and her go into that room because she feels faint. And if you watch this scene, look at Colin's face, y'all. He looks so concerned, like, oh my gosh, this is like a medical emergency. I will tend to you. Like he really, like, he really thinks that's what like she needs. You know what I mean? Like, and she thinks, oh. He's picking up what I put down. Nah, dude, he literally thinks that you're about, like, to swoon. And yeah. he's trying to take you to safety. Um, he, he thinks you're having a diabetic episode. <laughs> you need, yeah. like, a cookie. Yeah, you have the vapors. And so then we have the quick transaction of, you know, them deciding to get engaged. The next big, like, beat in what is Penelope and Marina's relationship, is another nail in the coffin is the announcement of the engagement between Marina and Colin. And this is really where it's like, yeah, the friendship is severed at this point. Penelope is devastated. Um, I've seen some really interesting analysis about this scene where... Her little face. I know, her little pink dress. Um, There's interesting color symbolism here because this is 
possibly the first and only time that we see Marina in that true, like, mustard Featherington yellow, like her dress. And the camera shot is her, Colin, with all the Featheringtons behind them, whereas Penn is on the other side of the garden, like, in separate shots. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, and I've seen people say that, like, it almost is like Marina took her place, right? Like, she's been slotted in where Penn should be in that moment, um, which just makes me so sad. That's so heartbreaking. And just knowing that Penn is, like, keeping this secret that she loves him and that she's loved him for years and she's just watching him. Here's the thing. I really do believe that if it was an organic love story, if Colin truly loved someone else, I think Penn would have let it happen. Agreed. She would have hated it, but I, yes. If she really could tell that he was in love... It would have devastated her. But to be fair, if she saw that, I think that would also have, like, that would have dissolved a lot of her fantasies. Because mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, no, he's, like, clearly in love with this woman. I mm-hmm. This sucks, but I have to admit, like, maybe I'm not his soulmate. You know? Yeah. I do and, think that. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. And, you know, that comes from a place of me just cradling <laughs> pen in my heart. I know, our sweet girl. She's okay. been through so much shit. I'm so excited for this next season. But anyhow, so here's where we have Penelope being a little Sherlock, and she finds proof that Portia and Varley forged these letters to make George seem like he rejected Marina, which I love this moment where Penelope's like literally a handwriting expert, like forensic specialist, and is comparing stuff. But <laughs> she's right. She shows the like forged you know letters to marina and the different like discrepancies in the handwriting marina's kind of confused but then eventually she just shrugs it off and says, she literally throws it in the fucking fire she destroys the evidence that little anyway and you know she says like i was a fool when it comes to loving george and says like you know but colin has embraced me and yeah, that is just that point of her throwing the letter in the fire it is just like that is the complete in my opinion end of their friendship their friendship was built on these letters built on this relationship she, she had with george and she literally yeah. just threw it in the fire pen <laughs> pen does not want to be a part of this anymore she is at that point she is done with marina she is her loyalties lie solely with the bridgertons and with colin yeah, exactly. Exactly, and I mean the the final, final like nail in the coffin. It, well, no, I was gonna say there's two more, but is then you know Penn says, but what's of him? But what's of Colin? All the gears finally click into place in Marina's brain, Fucking and she finally. realizes, yeah, and she realizes that Penn is in love with Colin, and I mean this is where she goes for the kill shot, like so literally the jugular. Yes, yes. And it's just like, all right, so your love is an unrequited fantasy. Like, I know Colin better than you. Like, I know things about the world and Colin more than you do. Colin sees Marina as a woman, but sees Penn as a child or a sister. Basically, what is as far as like a sexual object as one can be. Um, And I mean, like, yeah, like you said, Carly, it's just the amount of hits below the belt to really get like pen to back off it's just it's heartbreaking because up until this moment marina has been 
arguably the kindest person in the house to Penelope and they had a friendship and now she sees like oh no at the drop of a hat like she turned on you and lashed out and said stuff that is like the worst thing you could ever hear yeah like I just think it could have been like you love him I'm sorry like even if she had to say like you know he doesn't love you back like that's horrible to hear yeah, or to be she like, hey, like he's your friend. Right, exactly. Like he cares for you, just not like that. Dude, to compare her to Hyacinth, who's like seven years younger than her. Literally a child. That's like yeah. <laughs> that's like that's criminal. That literally is like <laughs> a crime against yeah. humanity. That's um, malicious. All up. Guys, remember that word because we're gonna bring that up yeah, later. That's a word master word. And then we see the next the next scene with Marina and Penn. Marina tells Penelope, Oh, you look very lovely today. And I love this moment, yeah. guys. Dude, Marina Pen- Yeah, Marina just slept on what she said and she was like, Oh fuck. That was a yeah, little ex- mean. Yes, exactly. She was she wasn't like smart enough to not drag Penelope like through the coals the night before exactly but she slept on it and now is sweating like fuck like Penelope is sitting on this like bad boy piece of information scalding tea about the fact that Marina's pregnant like maybe pissing her off was a bad idea so she starts groveling and Penelope's smart though I mean this is what we love about her she's rude as fuck and she right away turns to Marina no bullshit and says do not mock me and it's just Guys, that little bit of pettiness that we see in Penn, wait till it's channeled on Colin because of the shit that he said at the Dude, Featherington Ball. I'm that, so excited. That is my Lady Whistledown. Like, right there. That is my Lady yes, Whistledown. Uh, like, literally. Oh, anyway. Captain, my Captain. Yes. Yeah, so yeah my, my, our President. Literally. <laughs> the Queen. Um, yeah, but you have this, like, attempted save saving face from marina Mm -hmm. not really saving face but like kind of like (laughs) pr nightmare yeah yeah it's damage control yeah Yeah, damage control you have this damage control from marina and then we have the engagement dinner good god this engagement dinner gang yeah here we don't see at dinner like penelope make eye contact with marina or talk to her She's angrily cutting her steak and just scraping that knife on the plate. The way that would have, like, killed my ears to hear it. Um, she's slamming wine, which, like, mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Um, and we got Portia plugging the honeymoon in foreign parts. Dude, the way that, like, they lay this on so thick. I'm surprised no one figured it out beforehand. Literally. But also, these are people who don't know that Penn is in love with Colin, so... Yeah. Allegedly. I think some of them know. But I guess we'll Ooh, find out in season three. An episode for another day. Ugh. Just the way these episodes just pop out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Write that the down. ideas. Write that down. Yeah. This wealth of, of inspiration and creativity. But yeah, like something kind of snaps in pen here. And even though earlier in the day, you know, she said like while she doesn't condone Marina's actions, she's not going to bring scandals to the family. The minute she sees Colin go off into the hallway, 
Penn's like, there's my chance. Yeah. Well, you have to think about it like this. Even if Penn was like, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him. The second they start playing on his dreams and his ambitions and Mm. telling him there are things that can still exist with Marina, even though they know they won't, Penn's like, I think that's where she's like, okay. Yeah. No more. No more of this. And I think it's so real, right? Like having to celebrate the engagement dinner and be there. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, I think it feels more impending mm-hmm. that this is going to happen if she doesn't like try to pull the plug on it. Um, so here, like while Penn is done covering for Marina or at least like lying for her, she tries to warn Colin, but we still see like what I would argue is a shred of like decency and discretion from Penn because she just tells Colin her heart belongs to another. She doesn't like, release the full-on like bombshell of the pregnancy she does get interrupted though yeah yeah that is true so like i probably wouldn't immediately go for she's pregnant because you know (laughs) how do you lead with that how do you lead with that number one number two she's not going to really be able to explain herself past they ate cake (laughs) oh my god like three i think she's just like easing into this like big conversation i don't think her and colin have had conversations like this in the past no i've had anything past oh the weather's quite nice today and lord byron he's not lord byron he's not and with her freckles that appear for one episode literally for one episode (laughs) it's fine it's fine (laughs) i don't think they've talked about anything important yet anything life-changing yet yep like they might have had some witty repartee they might have talked about books or talked about you mm-hmm. know things that men and women of the time don't usually talk about but they've never had something of this importance of this caliber and you can see that because like Penn is going in with like stone face like i have to tell you something and colin's like huh, is there something on my face it's like babe dude like, he thinks it's comedy hour and she's room. like yeah he she's like dude i'm about i'm trying to end your engagement right now like you need to yeah. shut the fuck up so like he kind of starts like being like kind of shrugs it off and is like i've yep. flirted with so many people it kind of looks like she's gonna like say something else and then like marina comes out so obviously she if she was gonna drop the baby bomb she can't do it anymore right yeah because marina and marina totally bullshitted that your mother's asking for you. Why would Is Portia she? give a shit? Exa- yeah, that was Literally. just... Yeah, so... Then we have, later on, that evening, Penn goes and talks to Marina and is like, why is your back packed? And it becomes <laughs> clear the Gretna Green getaway is in the works. Colin is beginning those arrangements. So here, <sighs> Penelope, she makes that decision. She like does the nuclear option writes Lady Whistledown in that last-ditch effort to stop the engagement, and it works. And we see the scene where, you know, Colin drops his bag. Marina's got that little... I think smug about that little hat that she has. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's not like she was, like, sneaking out in the night. Like, she took the time to put on a hat. Like, okay. It kind of was giving me the energy Portia of, like... Probably... No, go ahead. Portia... Portia probably pinned the hat on for her. It's because she didn't have to sneak out of the house. She was just like, going to Gretna Green. Woo! It just, it, the hat was kind of reminding me of like women and like older, like 
eras of movies with the scarf oh around God, her around head in the car. Yeah, so I feel like this She's bitch put on that little one. hat. Yeah, she thought she was like serving her, like this is the little hat that I wear when I elope <laughs> with my <laughs> dumb but lovable cock of a husband. And it's like, oh God, yeah. Um, yeah. But so the cat's out of the bag. And post Marina Collin confrontation with, you know, Daphne chaperoning, the Duchess decides to help locate Sir George. We find out that he obviously has passed. Um, but he did But love... not before. We don't find out he's passed until after Marina has had a bit of tea. So it's in episode seven after Daphne arranges for that like meeting between Call and Marina. She obviously feels like sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And then you know, at this point though, Marina feels like her pregnancy is gonna destroy her life or her future. So she drinks the concoction to make herself miscarry. And we see Penelope really distraught, like discovering Marina's like limp body and like screaming her head off, asking for help. I feel like okay, I think because the Netflix like to doom article literally says it was just to make herself miscarry, but I as like a viewer thought that that was just a, like an attempt of like self-harm in general or to like end her life um i didn't know at that point yeah i didn't really read it like that i i just thought she was trying to abort the baby frankly okay but yeah you know people view things from a different lens so who's to say more people didn't think that i thought it was just from like a miscarry standpoint yeah it's also wild because like yeah i think you said this before like she just had off the top of her off the top of her noggin like the recipe for like yeah a miscarriage tea. She didn't have to do any research. She was just picking and choosing freaking all her little bits and bobs to put in the teapot. They she have that like one in the pantry. And she was on the ground. I'm like, what did you fucking put in there? Arsenic? At this time, I would not be shocked. They were putting fucking lead on their faces. Oh, they and, were like mercury in their veins. Like, there was cuckoo shit going on. I'm not shocked that T put her on the floor. But, like, she just had this recipe off the top of her dome. Yeah, and all the ingredients were just chilling there, like, in the Featherington, like, cold room or larder or, like, wherever in the pantry. Um, But, yeah, like, that's the end of episode seven. It just, that's where, you know, we're left. And then it picks up where, in episode eight, Marina's recovered. But she at least thinks that she's miscarried. And so that's what she believes when Sir Philip comes. He delivers the news that George died in battle, but he f- was working on a half-written note vowing to marry Marina that he'd been in love with her the whole time. So, like, it's really bittersweet for Marina to have Dude. that moment. Very vindicating. I'm sorry. It is very vindicating for her. I'm glad she got that, like, yeah, she got that sense of, like, closure of, like, okay, she wasn't wrong about their relationship Okay, I'm sorry, George. Yeah. You had a half-written letter. It's just a little too late. She's six months pregnant. Like, <laughs> literally, where have you been? Like, King. Dude, he's been, yeah, he's been, I guess, like, fighting the wars and, and shit, but... I mean, fucking Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, literally. And But again, I think this is, like, a big frustrating sticking point with Marina is she refuses Sir Philip's really like honorable proposal to do right by her and George and like the unborn child that is still Sir mm-hmm. Philip's kid. That's going to be his like niece or nephew. And 
Marina's like, I don't love this man. And I hate that because it's like, okay, I'm sorry, respectfully, dude. Where the fuck do you think you're going to go? You think you're going to be shacking yeah. with the Featheringtons forever? And also, you didn't love Colin. And you Not were ready all. to marry him. Like, so ready. But now, the a guy who's literally like your child's kin, he's got, he's older than Colin, more mature. He's a nice guy. He's handsome. And, like... He's got a vocation. He's a botanist, you know, plant daddy, and he's got like a huge ass mansion. You t- and this proposal, it just fell into your lap. You know what I mean? Like she didn't mm-hmm. have to do any scheming. She's saying no to that. Like this is where yeah. I get re- like I lose a lot of sympathy for Marina when stuff like this, like she does. She it just confuses me, and like I think the fucking line of she doesn't love him. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you are not going to find a love match in the ton 100% because your ash just got red and lady whistle down. You are, <laughs> not, you are not finding a love match here. I don't think she even wants one because she's obviously still yeah. caught up on George. Ooh. And like, I choose to believe just because it makes me less angry in my heart that the reason she denied Philip is because she really thought her baby had passed. Like, I really choose to believe that that's why she denied him, because he was offering for her on the basis of she was carrying George's heir. Hmm. But, like, do I think he would have rescinded the proposal when he knows George had love for Marina and knows George ruined her if she was no longer with child? I don't think Philip would do that, but I think she didn't even, like, give it a chance. Yeah, classic, like, they didn't, like, communicate <laughs> these, like, specific, like, these specifics. Okay, yeah. Here's you know. the thing. Here's how I'm looking at it. Philip is, like, her, like, Colin, kind of. Not really, because obviously she doesn't love him. But it's, it's like, she doesn't, in my mind, it seems like she doesn't want to accept his offer because it would ruin him. Even though that's exactly what she was going to do to Colin. But it's because it's closer to her life. It's George's brother. It's someone from home that she's not willing to force him into this arrangement. But when it's Colin, someone from Penelope's life, from Penelope's home, who she's close to, who she cares for greatly, then it's no big deal. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm tired, dude. It's 1130. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if... um... I don't know if like the here's the thing because I feel like Marina has honestly like exhibited like (laughs) this is where people who like her are gonna be like damn dude but like she has exhibited a lot of like selfishness where I don't like this whole season that I don't know if like she had it in her heart to think about like Sir Phillips like well-being I think she was being like capricious here and just yeah yeah Um, I don't know I think she was just I think I think her not accepting Philip was really stupid. Yeah, no, it, exactly, exactly. And it's like there's just Literally, I mean like beggars can't be choosers. Portia, if I was Portia or Lord Featherington, I'd be like, get the fuck out. Literally. Like, what do you mean no? <laughs> yeah. That's not allowed. Yeah, no, I I don't know. It's just yeah, exactly. And um so then we have where Marina talks to the doctor 
The doctor confirms she's still pregnant. Pregnant. She, pregnant. The doctor fucking like laughs at her. It's like, oh, ladies try to do that all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think at this point, Marina's like, all right. So, uh, like, not do. What is it with Marina like saying shit and then having like backpedal? And then she has to be yeah. like, hey, hey Philip, get Philip back? back on the line. Literally, come take your day's journey back from Romney Hall. <laughs> yeah. Tell, like, yeah, tell him to take ride. a turn back for me. Um, and so this is where, like, we get Marina apologizing to Penelope, like, when she's getting ready to pack up and, like, leave with Sir Philip. And she says to Penelope, I'm sorry for everything I've done and said. You were right about Colin. He is a good man with a good heart. You were very good to him. I am certain one day he will see it. Can we talk about that little moment? Dude, shove it. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> Like, what happened? Wh- where is the energy you had that night when you said he doesn't see her as a woman? Like, where is that energy? Where'd it go? Yeah, exactly. So, like, right. What's the truth? You think that one day he's going to see her for who she is? Or she's literally, like, a 10-year-old to him. His 10-year-old yeah. sister on top of it. That insult to injury. Yeah. Like, to be fair, Marina doesn't need to say this. She's literally out of here. She gains nothing from it. Like, it was some kind of an olive branch um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, Penelope. Again, do we think that Marina knows that Penelope is how, like, Lady Whistledown knew about the news? Because that's never discussed. I think think it was probably pretty clear. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Just to think if, like, if Marina does, if in the show they canonically eventually reveal that she knew she probably was like tam i really like fucked with the wrong girl yeah i mean if someone was constantly telling me not to do something yeah and then like all of a sudden i got caught trying to do that said thing yeah i'd be like okay well (laughs) there's only a few people that knew about this and these four people were cheering me on and this one person thought I was being yeah. a dick. Yeah. So unless she thinks Varley's Lady Whistledown, this is a simple like uh, process of elimination. If she charts it out, where it's yeah. like eh, it's probably Pen. Um, yeah. So I think in terms of Marina and Pen's relationship, this is really where like it the chapter here closes for season one. I think mm-hmm. we just have something really quick of like season two to discuss, and then we are going to discuss at length the cameo that the actress that plays Marina released like a few months ago, um, just to give you guys a preview that's coming up. But the there's no relationship between Penn and Marina in season two, except for Penn asking Colin, like, how is she doing? And Penelope feeling relief that Marina is, is content. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think we should discuss what Marina does say to Colin when he comes to visit her at Romney Hall. So, you know, she mic drop moment. She tells him, if you would simply open your eyes to those that are in front of you, then you might see that there are those in your life that you already make happy. And I, I've always felt like that Marina makes you happy. Oh yeah. That already make you happy. And it's like, I always felt like, okay, like Marina's a real one for this. Like, and when Colin's like, and who might that be? And she says, you know, Do your family. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah there, she's you, like, you have no other friends, bud. Murray, 
It's not Murray. Guess again. <laughs> Murray! It is Murray. Um, but no, she says, like, your family. And then I- this is such a wonderfully subtle moment for, like, the acting here. That pause before she says, because she's like, you have Penelope. Like, I just, I really love that, like, oh. Um, and of course, Colin's like, giving Penelope. him a second to figure it out, and he still did it. That's interesting. Yes. Was that what you think? The, was it like the second to figure it out? Or no, I think she was just like, a hesitation. Say it? Say it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Which, again, I've always felt like, yeah, uh, she's, um, th- that's just like great that she did that, like, for Penn. But it, I think it just as- shows she doesn't have, like, if she thinks that it was Penn who outed her, it shows she doesn't have hard feelings towards her for how things turned out. But if she doesn't know that it was Penn, even though she probably fucking should, then it's yeah. like literally just has no meaning <laughs> at that point. Yeah, that's actually, that's, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's definitely more profound if she knows that like she's Lady Whistle Down. Um, but you know, like where I've originally thought, damn, like Marina's like, you know, Miss never was a girl's girl, is all of a sudden being a girl's girl. But like, to be fair, Marina and her babies are safe inside of Romney Hall. She's living like a relatively pampered life. Philip is like hot plant daddy. He's a great uncle to the babies and really father. She literally says he's mm-hmm. a good father. Um, obviously better than Rutledge and a better life than she would have had with Colin in terms of like status and yeah. stuff. But and her I think- kids have their rightful ancestral May- home. Yes, her son is the heir going to be the heir of Romney Hall. Like. He- they yeah. get what is due to them. The crane name. Because, yeah, because of, of George's actions. Like, they they will still have that. It doesn't matter that it was fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So I think for Marina here, she kind of knows, like, this is really best case scenario. So Marina isn't losing anything or gaining anything by helping mm-hmm. Penelope here. And that's why I've, <laughs> like, as we were researching and, like, preparing for this episode... I kind of started to feel a little bit cautious about singing her praises here because I'm like, what if she's just trying to say that to get Colin to like fuck off and leave her alone? Yeah. So I feel a little conflicted now. It it probably was a little bit of both, but yeah. Yeah. I I don't think it was like, get the fuck out of here. Cause I think Colin would have follow-up questions to her saying Penelope. And maybe that's why she, whatever. I want to see the word vacillated. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> no, vacillate, um, yeah. Her? She has a brain. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, she like she was wishy-washy. She went back and yeah, forth, waffled. Like, yeah, whether or not she was going to say it. Dude, I have a fucking question. Shoot, and question. Now I'm mad. If her family knew she was pregnant, why didn't they just hit up the crane? In the first place. Why did they send her to London? I don't get it. E G. Like, this is so pointless. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder why, um... would you, why would you take her out of the small town and send her to fucking London the big for city. more people to lay eyes on her and hear her family name and figure out that she's pregnant? I get that Lord Featherington had debts, but this doesn't fucking track. I mean, 
the last time I slandered the writer's room, you spanked me. So, <laughs> I, but you know what I'm trying to say. I'm telepathically channeling it to yeah, you from across the country. Okay. I'm probably going to cut this whole question, but that is just something that was top of mind. No, I mean, I think it's apt. Um, but no, guys, so that's really kind of going through the entirety the- of their relationship, basically. Yeah, so this is... <laughs> Things need to be addressed, y'all. The actress who plays Marina, for those who don't know, she had, like, a cameo uh, that someone requested of her. And the cameo, like, the prompt of it was, like, hey, um, you know, me and my boss are, like, both Bridgerton fans, but to be funny, can I get you on this cameo to say that Penn was in the right and Marina was in the wrong? What we were not expecting, I think... Uh, or a lot of people weren't, I'm sure the person who requested this literally wasn't expecting this, was the actress that plays Marina. Again, out of respect, we're going to, like, not say her name and just, you know, have a little separation. But, like, she releases, like, a a five-and-a-half-minute response that I think surprised a lot of people. And there were a lot of things that she said that literally contradict things she used to say in like on social media before Mm -hmm. so i do want to say like the things she says they're not just her ideas like these are things that like marina stands say like on the message boards like yeah yes these are opinions that people in the fandom have and yep thanks to miss girl she compiled them in one five and a half minute video for us so we're just going to kind of go through line by line and discuss whether or not we think she has valid backing for her yes statements that's such a good way to put it because again if we're pen apologists y'all like we need to earn that title right like we we need to defend our queen (laughs) we have to cite our sources like we have to give reason to why we feel this way instead of just being like nicola heart puppy dog yeah exactly exactly that is part of it i'm not gonna lie that is definitely part of it (laughs) but no exactly you know no tea or shade to the actress herself and like or any other you know actors in the show and their personal lives i think carly and i both have a phd in bridgerton allergy so it's like literally i almost didn't get my bachelor's in my real (laughs) in my real degree because i was getting my phd in this degree like exactly exactly but that's where like we don't need to you know ad hominem any actor like we will we will destroy these like claims this, with yeah. facts and logic this is <laughs> a just like bridge. a compilation of ideas and because yes. she is the actress like obviously we're gonna see them so i think we should just dive into it yep and again like people are allowed their own opinions it's a free country i mean she's british i don't know what they're pretty free anyway yeah they have like a their own first amendment as if i didn't live there for two years (laughs) (laughs) all this lore that our listeners are getting of you i know i love it it. (laughs) (laughs) so i loosely transcribed i listened to the cameo again y'all so this is fresh off the noggin dude it was like it was a little cringe but like i mean a little so, yeah, I loosely transcribed what she said in the cameo, and she literally said that what Penn did, and she's talking about, like, Lady Whistledown and the scandal sheet, was maliciously evil. And that what, like, what Marina did 
with trapping Colin was what any other characters or debutantes were doing at that time. Like they were just looking for an mm-hmm. advantageous match. Someone were like, you know, social mobility. She literally said bartering, you know, your way yeah. to a higher social status. That's what the marriage mots were for. So she's saying like what Marina did was what anyone else in the town was doing. Okay. How do we feel about that point? And the point about Penn being maliciously evil. Okay, so starting with maliciously evil, <laughs> I disagree. I think maybe from Marina's perspective, it would mm-hmm. feel like Penn wanted her to fail. Yeah. But I don't think she, like, the definition of malicious is characterized by malice intending or intended to do harm. I don't think Penn's goal was Mary to do Webster. harm. Thank you. It is actually the Oxford Dictionary. Um, <laughs> Anglophile. You're, um, I really just Googled the word malicious. Anywho, I don't think Penn had any intention to do Marina harm. I think she had the intention to protect Colin. Like, her intention from doing that. We discussed when when we felt their friendship severed, when we felt her loyalty was 100% to the Bridgertons. Her actions, and yes, they may have had, you know, selfish undertones of protecting Colin, he's still available to her or whatever. I don't think, it, in my opinion, as a viewer, it didn't feel like she intended to do Marina harm. But... Yeah, I, yeah, I think she knew written, that this was going to be good. Yeah, but the way Whistledown's written, obviously she's kind of like throwing Marina under the bus a little bit. So I think that was kind of I just also, like yeah. a, a result or like a, a symptom or a side effect of what needed to happen to protect Colin. So, like, right, and I think Whistledown, like, the, the scandal sheet, this is just, like, a trade-off, right? It's either Marina is fucked over or Colin is fucked over at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, for the actress to characterize what Penn did as maliciously evil, it's, like, but it was harmful to Marina, and she obviously didn't like it, but it helped someone else. So, like, how is yeah. it malicious if it, at least someone benefited from it? Yeah. Like, who wasn't just Penelope? And, yeah, and Penelope, like, we could argue that she was benefiting from it because, one, she got paid for Whistledown, and two, like, (laughs) it means Colin doesn't get married. But she also suffered from it. She is a Featherington. She is the family of Marina. She is the one. Yeah. Like, housing her, being seen with her. They are shunned from the town for a while after the whole debacle. Like, I think it's hard to say that Penn... I don't know. I I don't think it was malicious. No, agreed. I don't think she had I, malevolent yeah. intent and just was like trying to do harm try because like Marina was mean to her or whatever. I think it was just like the luck of the draw in in an unfortunate way. No, and I think that's what's also so frustrating about the actress the characterizing it like this because it's like Dude, you were, like, there when rehearsals happened, when the scripts were discussed with everybody. Like, that was not the writer's intent. Like, in none of Shonda Rhimes's shows are they having, like, you know, a lead main, like, female, like, character. 
just be so black and white as like evil or not evil. They, a lot of them are morally gray. Like Annalise Keating, if you guys have watched How to Get Away with Murder, like you know how much, how many problems are, you know, Viola yeah. Davis like has. Like that's, I've just, I think this is like an insane generalization to make as someone who is so close to the actual like source material of the script to years later have this take is just like wild to me. Um, uh, Cause there's Instagram. I have received receipts from one of our wonderful listeners where it's like Marie or mm, the actress who plays Marina on Instagram saying like supportive things about pollen and how great they are. And it's going to be so great when they're together. Uh, I mean, that's, that's not mm. really the case I think anymore. Um, but so the whole point too of, all the other debutantes were doing this. Respectfully, dude, dude. all the other debutantes weren't pregnant like three, four months in trying to... They didn't know how babies were made. Here's what like, I saw uh, in the show of a manipulation for an advantageous match. And this was like the most of it. And I know we only see like the, the fucking crust of the ton. Like we don't see what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. But when I think of a character looking for an advantageous match and doing something out of the norm or to try to catch someone's eye or to try to subtly manipulate them, I think of Cressida swooning onto the prince. Yes. Like, that is the example I can think of, of of other debutantes doing something like that. And it it does not hold a candle at all to what Marina and Portia were doing. Yeah, right. So this is, again, like, it, it just feels like such a crazy conflation. And, like, I, I don't know how she really gets to that. Um, There's just different end goals, too. It's like, debutantes are looking for an advantageous match so that they can, like, build a life. She was looking for an advantageous match who's going to, like, raise her bastard children. Different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was just... I mean, right, and it's, like, like, Cressida sucks, but, like, her wanting to hopefully, like, ingratiate herself, like, with the prince is just, again, right, it's her just trying to, like, ideally marry up or, like, marry, like, a catch in the ton for, like, clout, but she's not trying, like, Marina's the only person trying to deceive somebody on this, like, level with something this big. From what we see. And, like, right, exactly, from what we see, um... I think so. The other like really big arguing point that the actress makes is that when Portia's marrying her off to or trying to marry Marina off to Lord Rutledge, this is where the actress says, "So you like she's she's basically saying this like challenging people who, you know, challenging the person who paid for her cameo, (laughs) like um, dude, literally this person's like, I would can I have my twenty dollars back, literally." Can I have my 20 quid back? <laughs> yeah, so she's like, you would rather that young girl, like Marina, is forced into a marriage with Lord Rutledge, potentially raped, see her married off to him, than to be married with Colin. This touches on what we've already discussed, which is like, we don't know if that was going to be the whole situation. Like, if Marina was going to live the life, essentially, that we see Lady Danbury live in Queen Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, yeah, well, when you argue it that way, like, would you rather have her be raped and abused for the rest of her life or with Colin? Yeah. When you, when you like frame the argument that way, you're forcing people to be like, 
well, yeah, of course she should be with Colin. But that's that lacks so much like nuance in what was actually going on at the time, which was he had seven plus suitors other than Colin mm-hmm. who were going and seeing her every single day. Like, yeah, she just got to this conclusion. Oh, because he rescued me in a dance. It's him. Let's, and even then, yeah. you know, it just gets like circular. Her logic. I don't. It's it, yeah. and I think it, it's partially looking at it through a modern lens like it's different now but if we look at it through the lady danbury lens marina would be having more benefits from the marriage than lady danbury had lady danbury was offered to this man when she was a child always betrothed to him and had to have his children had to put up with Mm. him like she reaped less benefits because he he spent all their money he like all he could give her was the lordship and she had to fight tooth and nail for that marina if she married lord rutledge him her son being the heir is going to be valid in the eyes of society even though you know he's a six-month baby if he's born in wedlock there's nothing they can do about it she would be reaping the benefits that other common marriages in this society would not have. So, like, yes, it would be possibly, arguably better for her to end up with Colin. But if we're looking at it through a lens of common marriages in the town, yeah, marriages every other debutante is looking for, being with Lord Rutledge isn't crazy outside of the realm of possibility. Or outside of the realm of normality. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it really feels like this was, like, Marina, I guess, in this moment, the idea was, well, if I have to be married to someone that, like, I don't love, it might as well be someone that's, like, not old and ugly, which, like, okay, I, I, (laughs) like, you're prioritizing vanity, which, like, okay, yeah, you want someone who's young, and I guess, like, not uggo if you have to, like, sleep with them, but again, there were so many other suitors you had, like, you're the sense of urgency that Marina actually had in reality was not that dire where it seems like Penelope is this villain who Marina was between a rock and a hard place, a life of rape or a life with Colin. Like that's not what was happening. So it's just, it's just very frustrating. Um, And so then with the next point, you know, she discusses again that Penn is malicious because she doesn't like, tell Colin about the pregnancy she writes in the scandal sheet but Mm. she at least tried to say like hey she just is in love with someone else she didn't even like expose Marina's pregnancy at first Colin of course like is dismissing and like waving off what she says she tries to like really explain and Marina interrupts her of all fucking people Mm -hmm. so it it just feels like this was sort of like a lazy argument of putting the onus on Penelope that she should have like tripled down and said something even when marina came out and was like thwarting her attempts and it's like but the whole benefit of telling or having it be said through the scandal sheet is that lady whistledown has enough credibility that the way that penelope phrased it that oh she's been pregnant marina's been pregnant since the first day she was here in london that absolved colin Mm -hmm. and no one thought that he was the father yeah so as a viewer (laughs) as a mother as a mother 
as a protector of Penelope. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, as a scholar, as a professor as a, of British as genealogy. A pro- as a professor. <laughs> we have discussed that that I do not personally feel that Penn had malicious intent and was going after Marina by posting this thing. I think it came more of a place of protecting Colin. Yeah, I think that was the big benefit. Mm-hmm. I think there were... So I think there are definitely selfish tem- tendencies, or not tendencies, but mm-hmm. selfish undertones. One being yeah. that Colin wouldn't end up with Marina. Two being the Bridgertons wouldn't be ruined. Three yep. being if Lady Whistledown says it, then it's not Penn who said it. And she can't be, like her family can't shun her yeah. any more than they already do. They might think True. that she's the one who leaked it. But they can't be like, Penelope's the one going around town saying this. Yeah. Yeah. So those those are things that maybe stain the altruism of her saving Colin. Do I think she shouldn't have done it? I think it's, I think I would have done it if I were her, if I were in her shoes. Oh, I would have sang like a fucking canary from the rooftops. Absolutely. <laughs> You want to tell me that this guy doesn't think I'm a woman and I'm never going to be with him? Bitch, I'm about to ruin your fucking life. <laughs> like, I would have this is why I'm a pedophile. the lady whistle down and then took one, addressed it to Antony and Violet and slid it in their mail slot. <laughs> Literally, Make dude. Make sure it like, gets in their paws. Pause. Yeah, it's yeah. just... So then the next point that the actress makes is... The actress. I think that's so funny, like, saying it that way. But she says that Penelope's character is deeply flawed snide and snaky and what she's doing is wrong end of story again like dude where this insane level of hatred for penelope like at this point it's like hey we're still talking about y'all's characters right because the <laughs> level of like ire is intense it was yeah. very much giving like ma'am this is an applebee's like why are you this <laughs> upset and yeah. going off this hard on i just penelope. want her to like cite her sources like literally the bridgerton main subreddit yeah it's like okay is penelope's character flawed at times probably yeah yeah am i am i as a person and a character in other people's lives flawed at times often yes yeah you're human we're all human yeah Yeah. colin is a flawed character we heard his little spiel in (laughs) the end of season two eloise is a flawed (laughs) character violet is a flawed character Marina was a flawed character. They have flaws because they were written to be human. If this is where I think the fans are unreasonable at times mm-hmm. and like come for y'all's necks. But no, like you guys, <laughs> not you guys, but like there are people out there who the royal you. They want these characters have to be so like pure and innocent, or they just are like vilified. And it's like yeah. really all, not not a single one of y'all who judge Penelope this harshly would have even thought to expose Marina? Yeah. Really? Okay. Like, Be so fucking real. Okay. Be yeah. so real. Think about it like this. Please. Do a thought experiment for me. A girl you <laughs> met two months... You, you get a... You're, you're in your first year of college, right? You get a new roommate. <laughs> you hang out for two months. It's going great. And then <laughs> she starts talking to your best friend's brother who you have a crush on even though she has a boyfriend at home and is pregnant with another man's baby and you tell her 
yeah hey can we do some like roommate rules here where you just like please don't fuck this guy girl code girl code his name was on the door Peyton I haven't watched One Tree Hill but some people will get that (laughs) I was like who's Peyton and what did she do to you yeah so it's just like I don't know that maybe that's not a good thought experiment but like looking at it through that like yeah I would talk shit yeah I would tweet that she's doing this like that's fucking crazy talk like you're trying to pass off another man's baby as this guy who i've known my whole life no like i'm not gonna let that happen and is it a little bit because i have a crush on him maybe a little bit am i gonna tweet it from my main account no (laughs) yeah that's gonna be anonymous Anonymous. yeah exactly so fucking doomois yeah exactly it's gonna be over top blinds but yeah i think this describing pen is snide and snaky it's like dude (laughs) I think that's just too intense, and I, I think that is like, also based on very what, unfair. Did she, did she try to tell Colin and, and like maybe like oh went behind Marina's back? No, like that doesn't equate to me to being a snake. That just Pen made her loyalties pretty clear. Of don't do this to Colin. Anyone but Colin, please. Literally, God, please. Anyone but Colin. Like, yep. at that point, I'd be like, okay, she's going to fucking tell him. <laughs> like, Yeah, and that's where, again, like, I think so much of what those who villainize Penelope, it hinges on the, exa- on the idea that Marina had no choices, that there was no alternatives, that, like, that's how desperate she was. It's like, it, yeah, it hinges on that. But that mm-hmm. whole argument falls apart when you realize that Marina just for whatever reasons insisted on Colin when she had other options when she could have literally pulled Fife into a closet and had that figured out in three seconds mm-hmm. special license is drafted the vicar's on its way like on his way yeah but just you know for the sake of how the story was structured that wasn't what happened Marina insisted on Colin how, yeah. um and so the last point that the actress Wait, makes on. is I have one I have one more point on this I think Marina was saying Colin's the best choice, Colin's the best choice. I don't think that's necessarily the case when we look at all the facts. I think to her, he was the most palatable choice. He was the one she could deal with and, like, be okay with having to marry. It wasn't necessarily that he was the best choice. It's that he was the most palatable. Dude, what if because like she sees him and she's like this like innocent like little virginal cockatiel and she's like I can pull the wool over his eyes like I can like I don't know like maybe there was some she liked that feeling of like oh I can control him like I can manipulate him yeah and like, I think we're that made of, her feel yeah. safe I think that's um, but anyway, good the for last... fan fiction but I think we shouldn't I don't know like uh, speculate yeah I think it's like us being like maybe she just wanted to you know have a power over him i feel like that's kind of being like oh she was snide and snaky it's like it's fun to characterize but there's no like real basis for it like we don't have anything to really back it up you're right we can't do that we can't do that and then criticize the actress that's becoming the beast we swore to slay so the last comment that she made was putting a cutesy little dress on is not going to make me see otherwise in terms of like 
Penelope being, you know, obviously like the devil incarnate, according to the actress. <laughs> and so her next line where like, obviously she thinks that she ate is she says, you can't Disneyfy a dickhead. And it's like, all right, first of all, nobody likes those fucking dresses. I don't know about you, but they're not doing Penelope they're any favors. They're not cutesy. Like, have you seen her with the four fucking bows in her hair? She is laden down with fucking silk and satin. I was going to say, between that and her, like, weird characterizations of <laughs> Penelope, Marina, and Colin, like, babe, did you watch the show? Like, you acted in it. Like, I, I don't know if we watched the same show. But, um, yeah, it just was really, really... It was a really intense criticism of Penelope, and it really is like what you touched on earlier, how so much of this is women always pitted against each other. Colin was an afterthought, and that mm-hmm. is, I resent how much it was just so much like, you know, vitriol against Penelope, who again, canonically, is like a 17-year-old girl. Really? Mm-hmm. We're going to hold a 17-year-old girl in the 1810s to this con- these insane standards? Literally? Like, be so real things i did when i was 17 i apologize for when i was 22 like looking back i was a dickhead when i was 17 like what pen is doing babe (laughs) call me snide and sneaky because i was worse (laughs) exactly i I was the basilisk in the chamber of secrets um but compared to me yeah so Overall, in terms of like the meat of our discussion, y'all, that's really it that we have for today. Um, but we do have two fan fiction uh, recommendations on this episode of What the Fick that we yes. wanted to tell you guys about. Um, do you want to do yours first, Carly? Or yes. I'll recommend okay. mine. So, on the basis of Marina, I chose a fic. It's called Meeting Mr. Bridgerton by with Prosecco in it on AO3. Um, and in this fic, it is an ABO fic. So if you don't know what that is, Google it. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, ma'am. <laughs> We've all heard your jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know that we're friends because you're like, bitch, I've heard this joke like 30 times. Literally, you, the luster is gone. <laughs> times you've said slick and I've cut it out of our podcast is like, <gasps> frankly, astounding. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no. But in this fic, it kind of shows uh, Marina's manipulation. Marina is a villain in this fic. I I am hesitant to say she's a villain in the show. Marina is a villain in this fic. It kind of shows what would happen in, one, a different universe where ABO is a thing. And two, in a universe where Lady Whistledown does not get to print that Marina's pregnant and they go to Gretna Green. And it's kind of the aftermath of that um, for the next couple years. And it's good babes i love this fic i know it's definitely on my list of ones to read okay um so my recommendation is love under the velvet sky by paper tulips 232 um in this one penelope does not reveal marina's pregnancy to colin so colin and marina get married and shortly after colin discovers that marina's pregnant he clearly does the math and is very frustrated with penelope and angry at her we see Penelope take over Featherington House and basically become the Lady Featherington, the head of the household. And it's just an interesting story of, again, like, different perspective and approach from, like, the first fic that, like, Carly recommended. But in this one, 
we do see just the aftermath and what Colin and Marina go through in terms of like marital issues and Colin seeing his old friend in a new light. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's it for today. Y'all. I mean, let us know your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to say just, Hey, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We've got the hot dank memes. We post between episodes Tell your friends, your neighbors, your pets, your clergymen about this podcast. Give us five stars if you liked it. Follow us on Spotify, um, you know, to tag along as we continue and think of the next topic. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I spent two hours on TikToks. Go fucking watch them. Okay, bye.